City Island podcast episode three, guys. Stephen and Dante, how you doing? How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, it's good, good. Good to see you. They say that. Uh, so the best, the best things come in threes, apparently. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm right. Anyway, joining us this week. So, for all the listeners joining us for the first time today, um, definitely have a listen back to episode one as it will give you a little bit more, you know, background as to why we're doing this podcast. But in a nutshell, City Islands has teamed up with the Wood Studio and Three Bears Entertainment as their artists have been affected by the current crisis. In each episode of the series, Home, we are joined by various creatives to raise money and awareness charities and artists affected by COVID-19 and these said creators will be sharing their journeys and Spotify playlists with so joining us today Olympic bronze medalist YouTuber podcast host Niall Wilson how you doing love yeah how you doing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we still need jingles in here I feel like we need like those Tim Westwood jingles and just like <laughs> flames so listen look so many of this year's sporting events have been rescheduled due to COVID um, it's looking like 2021 is definitely going to be a lavish year for sports right mm-hmm. I just want to talk to you about this because if we think back to all the news reports you know flying in when coronavirus hit China and you know all of us Brits I think it's fair to say that we were all really nonchalant about you know the whole pandemic because it wasn't here knowing that you would have been in the 2020 olympics what was going through your mind when boris like announced you know when he enforced lockdown what were your thoughts oh it was a whirlwind wasn't it i mean uh, the key feeling i feel like for everyone was uncertainty and i feel like it still is uncertain what the future looks like and how this panned out but at the time we were still training hard and literally mm. we, had, we had competitions and trials yeah literally the week of lockdown hit so right. the, as, as it started to progress things started to change the events started to to, to be cancelled and then you're, you're kind of there like thinking what on earth is going to happen here you know with the Olympics it mm. was a strange situation because I was I was injured I'm still injured right um, wow! So this this whole pandemic is. It, I, I'll go into more detail, but a, a light's been shining down on me. I, I'll tell you this: I um, last February two thousand nineteen, I had neck surgery. Wow! Yeah, um, I've got a wow. disc replacement, a titanium plate in my neck and my spine, cage to my spine. So that whole you know that whole journey with my injury was absolutely horrendous. And out of it, I came back very quickly probably too quick and, and I suffered another nerve damage related to my neck which affected my right shoulder um, so basically there's no supply to my my serratus muscle in my shoulder um, yeah. so I went from being one of the top athletes in the whole world to I couldn't do a handstand wow um, Jesus so imagine that so kind of that this was last August Right, okay. 2019, so I'm, I'm really trying to progress into the rehab and I'd literally got myself to a position where I was trying my best. I was going to go to these Olympic trials and I was just going to give it my all. Really, I wasn't 100% fully fit. So this hitting, this pandemic, like I say, it's probably the best thing that could have happened for my career in terms of my, my injury because it's just given me more time. The yeah. 2020 Tokyo was a real big question mark for Niall Wilson. Um, so obviously the circumstances have been horrendous the, the worldwide pandemic is not how I would have wanted to uh, 
help my <laughs> deal with the games. But the time that yeah. is, is certainly filled me with confidence that um, you know next year, next summer, hopefully when the Olympics is being scheduled to happen, I will be. Yeah. But that is an interesting topic because every athlete's in a different situation. I'm sure there's so many that would have been in my situation where they were struggling to make the team or they were injured, they were nursing injuries. Yeah. It's fantastic for that. But then also on the flip side, athletes ready to go, peak of their fitness, maybe their first ever Olympics. I'm lucky I've already done an Olympics. So, you know, imagine being this being your first and you were ready and you felt like you had a huge chance of winning gold and then it's just been flipped on its head. So mm. it's been strange times, definitely. Really strange times. But I suppose as well, you're... You know, I mean, that's it's awful. I mean, I had no idea about your injury, so that's mad. Um, time is definitely, yeah, time's so important and timing's so important. So I suppose, yeah, this is amazing for you. But as an athlete, you know, you're required to be so kind of physically and mentally strong as well. How have you found just coping, you know, like living in your own head? in this lockdown situation because I know you're I mean I'm presuming you're spending lockdown with your family because we've all seen you you know your YouTube channels but you're still alone technically you know you're still fighting this you know mental battle in your head of what you should be doing what you shouldn't be doing you know should you be resting how you know what have you been doing um it's a good I love the question how have you found living in your own head I think that's that's yeah it's an insane thought but um, good and bad it's, it's always been that I think through my my injury that I talked about last year with the, the spinal surgery yeah really knocked me for six mentally um, I've spoke openly about the journey that I had with my mental health and on, on my channels and things so I've kind of I've had experience with, with real adversity and setbacks in that area and um, COVID hitting was kind of another trigger for that and I'm sure it was for absolutely everyone I think the nur- the nurturing thing about this is we're all in this together yes. um, everyone's having spinal surgery and having to deal with the, the challenges that I was but right now we're kind of we're together and, and one of the biggest feelings is loneliness I feel when when you're struggling with mm. mental health and, and things like feelings like anxiety and, and things as bad as depression I think loneliness is is a, is a huge feeling of that. So, so to know that we're kind of all feeling lonely through this pandemic, I, I felt, I found it a lot more comfortable and nurturing to be able to open up and just speak with people and speak with my friends and just ask them how they're doing and how they're getting on. But certainly going into that, the uncertainty that, that all the competitions were cancelled, the Olympics has moved. It's kind of like, what, what do I do now? I, I, I did yeah. at home with my family. Mm. Uh, gyms are shut. So it's like, Oh gosh, um, but you just you know in going into the start, I, I struggled. I struggled. My behaviour was a little rash. I didn't know really. Know, you, know, you kind of feel lost as well. You, you don't really. Yeah. Know do. um, so for a couple of weeks, I kind of I had those days where I woke up and just wanted to stay in bed. Didn't want to get out of bed. Curl up in the corner of a dark room and and yeah. not the world on that day. Mm. Uh, but I think. The comforting thing is that's absolutely normal. And I think me saying that on this podcast, maybe someone listening might relate to those words or relate to how that how I was feeling. And and I think that's just the key thing, really, just being able to talk to people. Yeah. Um, sure. And that's exactly what I did when I kind of I kind of pulled myself out of my bedroom den, stopped playing Call of Duty for an hour and 
<laughs> picked up the phone to someone and, you know, tried yeah. to do a workout and uh, go for a walk with my family or Mm. it's been great the weather's been nice and it, we've just kind of been going out in the UK mm. um, so those I felt I felt little baby steps like that just having the discipline to when you're in that state doing a little bit that, mm-hmm. I felt that creates the momentum to then yeah 100% productivity produces more productivity doesn't it you just kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Going. so I've, I found myself now week 10 feeling fantastic and just embracing the situation and mm. working with what I've got and enjoying my day, you know, enjoying spending time with my family and looking at it through a different lens, I think. Mm. So, so now I just wanted to, I wanted to backtrack just before we take it to where we are now um, and COVID-19. Um, at this point last year, what yeah. was going on for you? Um, a lot of things. So I, I think um, where, where, I fa- where I found myself, guys, I, I'd, I'd achieved a lot very young, very quickly. Mm. Uh, Olympic medalist at 20 years old, I'm now 24. Wow. Uh, and then very shortly after, huge success online, YouTube, uh, numbers, attention, fame, glory, uh, rich. You know, you know you kind of, what, what comes along with that? Um, success and I, I found myself in a place very quickly where I, I started to define myself by those things by those external endpoints mm. so, you know I felt like if I won the Olympic gold that would make me happy if I got a million views that would make me happy if I had a certain amount of money that would make me happy and then if I didn't it was crippling mm. so, when I was in that which now out of the bubble I know that that's absolute nonsense because you don't find your fulfillment from those things like it's, there's not much substance to it right and that's why I can feel like as an athlete as well you're never satisfied although that I just think that Olympic gold is going to make me happy mm. it actually does, doesn't you know you get like what, what now what do I do now so I found myself in that bubble and then obviously February 2019 I, I get sort of struck with the the neck problem the, the disc bulge and having to go through that traumatic injury and surgery, it just kind of tipped me over the edge mentally. Um, and then it, it seemed so fast. You know, life, life, one point, one point life seemed absolutely amazing. And I was this, I was, I was success, successful, enjoying what I did, love what I was doing, making videos, million people loving it, uh, winning medals, Commonwealth right. champion. <coughs> so then all of a sudden I found myself nursing this injury you know, learning, it was traumatic because when you have a sit, when you go through an injury like that, I had to like learn how to walk again. It was that kind of that serious, you know what I mean, with the, having your, your neck operated on. Mm. But I found myself then just starting to feel anxious about the situation I was in a lot and not really know how to cope with it because I remember I defined it, I was defining myself by the, the endpoints and right now my life was horrible. Right. Uh, I would... I got into this cycle as to where I started feeling really low, really anxious. And then it got to a place where I needed to get rid of those feelings. So I would, instead of engaging in things like exercise or healthy things, I would drink alcohol or I would uh, go to the casino and gamble to, to kind of escape the feelings of anxiety. Yeah. And then 
slowly, slowly but surely over weeks and months of getting into that negative behavioural cycle, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, and yeah, I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I, I, I did get help, and you know, it was it was clinically diagnosed with with depression and anxiety disorder, and um, I felt so lonely, so lost. Just no idea what to do, no idea how I'd got into that that place, into that cycle. So much pain. Um, and it got to the lowest of lows, which, which which for me was just wanting to switch it off. I, I didn't like I just didn't want to be here anymore. And I guess, you know, now coming out of it, me talking about this, I know it's re- really important to talk about, but fortunately in that moment that was a turning point and I was willing to get help and ask for help. Right. Fortunately, in the position that I'm in as an athlete and, and a funded athlete, I have access to psychiatrists and psychologists and, and doctors who massively, massively helped me. But I think the biggest thing was I was I was willing to do that. I kind of embraced, look, I don't want to keep going down this path anymore because Great. I went well. So I'm going to speak about how I'm feeling. Yeah. Amazing. People that know how to help me. And, uh, it's difficult to talk about now. I know it's really important to talk about, but... I think people find themselves in that place very easily. It's, it's not; it doesn't have to just be uh, an Olympic athlete that, that's got injured and feels lost, or certain trauma that, that happens to you. I think life happens, and you can just find yourself in that in that place. Definitely, absolutely, yeah. So, now tell us about the charity you've decided to raise money for, and why. I, I, you know, I had to pick something closely aligned with with my journey that we particularly what we spoke about this podcast of the Mental Health Foundation charity. Um, it's close to my heart and it's, it's probably the biggest, the widest, the vastest um, charity on this topic because I do believe you know, that there is actually millions of people out there going through, globally going through uh, difficult times mentally. And, yeah. You know, that is, that is really my journey. I feel obliged to how important to be able to tell my story to help other people. And mm-hmm. the charity supports that so much. And, and I know just willing, being brave enough to speak to someone and ask for help is, you know, it can save your life. Absolutely. So I encourage everyone to do that. And that's the reason I'm supporting this charity. That's what we like. Just, um, just on the content creation, because I spoke, your demographic is, is huge. It spans from something like four to like, I don't know, is it like four to 30 or something like that? It's insane. How do you, as you keep your content so fresh? Um, I don't know. Well, what, what I realized quickly was, particularly in the YouTube, like my, my thread and my life and my story is gymnastics. So I was going to make videos that involved gymnastics. And then I realized really quickly that not everyone likes gymnastics and not everyone follows it. Mm. However... Everyone likes to laugh. Everyone likes to be entertained. So I quickly realized when things started to take off that it's like people are liking watching these videos because I'm a good gymnast. Although that does help um, because I can do cool stuff with my body that, that's like fresh and entertaining. But they're, they're watching them to be entertained and to smile, yeah. to be inspired. So I guess from that point when I realized that, that, that just shifted things a gear because I, I, it was driven by that, inspiring people, making them smile. That was it. Um, and then also 
just telling a story. Well, essentially, what we're doing is telling stories, and I'm telling my story, uh, which is quite unique. So me and my pals, I'd collaborate with other celebrities or fitness people or bodybuilders or CrossFitters or strongmen or gymnasts and challenge them to do gymnastics. Mm. They love that sort of vibe. Um, they, can, they can see two athletes going head-to-head, doing strength challenges, flips, learning to flip, etc. Mm. I love it, man. It's so much fun. And, yeah, I think it's one of those that, regardless of the success, I'll just be engaging in for the rest of my life because I like creating videos. Mm. Well, clearly it's working because you've got, like, 1.9 million subscribers. So <laughs> <laughs> something's going all right for you. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> Mom, Never enough. You have brought in a phenomenal guest today with you. He goes by the name of Obi Vincent. Should we intro Mr. Obi Vincent? He's breaking the mold, the fitness yeah. content creator, arguably one of the strongest humans on this planet. Welcome, Obi Vincent. Let's hey. Hey. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think, um, yeah, that was uh, a nice introduction with a lot of um, uh, interesting things, but I'm not sure about the strong. But I'm not sure about the strong. We're on a Zoom con that right now. His t shirt says break the mold. That's why yeah. I said <laughs> break the mold. I mean, to be fair, like it's usually on my t shirt, or I've got the headband on so that you can't miss. So if you if you don't know my name, most people will probably just call me Break the Mold Guy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, mate? I am awesome. How's it going? Very well. Awesome as well. Amazing. Welcome you to did. the show, Obi. Thank you very much. Sorry, I'm I'm uh, I'm not used to doing a podcast. <laughs> this is my first ever time doing a podcast. Oh, oh wicked! Wicked. Yeah. Nice to have you on, man. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, that's it now. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Obi. Hey. Hey. I just I've just got to ask you because I've just been I don't I'm gonna sound like a stalker, like I've been stalking your Instagram, but now I haven't had a look at your Instagram. You've got a huge following, like huge following. Right. It's I just, I mean, a lot of people struggle with social media and just maintaining that healthy, you know, balance. Um, how have you managed to sort of, how do you create your content firstly? And how have you managed to keep a healthy relationship with Instagram or any digital platform? Um, honestly, it's in the beginning, it was, uh, it was not too bad because all I did was selfies. So, uh, but unfortunately, it did get to the point where I was always having to um, be perfect, if that makes sense. Um, I I would always strive for perfection, which doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And um, my profile was growing purely because of my body, and that's the honest truth. It wasn't because of anything that I was providing, except for I looked good. Um, Mm -hmm. And... It, I think a lot of it changed, like, you know, like the past two years where it, I decided that I just wanted to be a bit more than just, a, um, you know, we call it the aesthetics. I just, I didn't yeah. just want to be, oh, the guy who's aesthetic. Mm. And hence the content part of what I do um, in terms of videos started to take off because then I thought, you know what, I want to um still look good obviously but i want people to come on my page and like 
um, similar to Niles, I want people to sometimes laugh. Um, it could be at me, I don't mind. Um, but also learn something. Yeah. Mm. Well, that would kind of answered that kind of answered my next question because there is, yeah. I suppose, an assumption about you know going on someone's page who's a fitness instructor or, or has anything to do with fitness, and they look a certain way, and a lot mm. of people don't really know who that person is. So, who would you say is like the real Obi? Who's the real Obi? Uh, that's a very good question. The real Obi is sometimes if actually when I do um so I. I do bodybuilders as CrossFit, for example. And uh, I get some of my Gymshark uh, friends, so I'm sponsored by, you know. And uh, we do workouts together. And when you just see us training and laughing and me just being overdramatic at the end of the workouts and enjoying myself, and then you, you know, some of my Instagram videos, you know, I can't dance and I always joke about being Nigerian and not being able to dance, but I still do. I what? still post my dance. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm that rare breed of, you know, Nigerians with no rhythm. Um, we can change that. <laughs> we can change that. I, I started to enjoy the whole aspect of social media more when, you know, I did a video about this, when I stopped caring too much about how people's perception of myself and mm. just showing what I'm like. So I I am goofy. I like watching anime, which is like Japanese mm. and manga. Yeah. Um I you love T V shows. You know, so I I am more than just the guy who lifts weights. That's kind yeah. of what I want people to see. Okay. Awesome. So Niall, as Obi is your guest, I'm gonna take over too much. How did you guys meet? <clears throat> well we've not in person yet. Wow. Yeah. Oh. That's how it works. Virtual with like this is virtual how work, it's funny. Virtual workers. <laughs> like like most people I know, we're all like we all met through because social media is our thing. Yeah, because yeah. I think because you you did stuff with Mad Dust Fitness. Yeah, we've got like mutual friends. You kind of pass yeah. pass along, and then uh, the content we create, like similar to Orbit, the same, yeah. um, getting bodybuilder to do fit, uh, to do CrossFit. Like I did the same, getting a bodybuilder to do gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And word passes around, things happen, don't they? And then, you know, obviously some of that we love. So when there's mutual friends like that, it's like, oh, can I, you know, yeah. can I get Bobby's number? Because we're absolutely going to do a gymnastics meets CrossFit video once the lockdown's lifted. <laughs> no, I'm excited for this, you know. I'm so interested because obviously Cross, CrossFit has very um, gymnastics-based elements in there and style. Mm. I can't wait to see how me and him, me and you, will be compare um, with like some fitness challenges and some mm. challenges because mm. all are opposite bodies as well. Like how much, how tall are you, Obi, and how much do you weigh? So like I'm six two and 110. Well, 110 wow. kilos last time I checked, which was like two weeks, two months ago. So I'm probably oh I'm God. heavier probably. Yeah, <laughs> so you've got a lot of a lot of growing to do still, like you're still. <laughs> 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 Kilos. I'm yeah. five and sixty-one kilos. Wow! Okay. So imagine that. <laughs> that aesthetic difference. However, I I reckon our strength, our endurance, our um, speed, agility. Yeah. I, I bet it's similar. Enough. I bet. Yeah, well, the, 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 big, the big difference would be gymnastics because I'm a big. I'm, a lot of my weight is on my legs. Yeah. So uh-huh. gymnastics for me is. Just like it's a losing losing cause. Yeah, you have to legs. I've got the <laughs> I've got the skinniest legs in the world, mate. Right. So your challenge so is to try to teach me. I just got the size, but not the flexibility. 
No. Okay. No, I'm not surprised. It's like that's why that's why we want to create content like this for people to see. Yeah. Like one of the things I was going to say, I was going to ask was what the difference is between an influencer and a content creator, and if there is one. From my point of view, content creator, you creating videos, images, and put putting them on numerous platforms and adjusting your content to each platform. What I put on TikTok is different to what I put on YouTube. What, what you know, podcasting is long form content. We sit and have a chat for an hour. A vlog is ten minutes long, roughly, and it's entertainment and pure. Well, mine is anyway, fast paced. I want you to laugh. A TikTok is fifteen seconds long, where I'm doing a stupid dance. When the word influencer comes, in my eyes, it's like crossing the line of you're doing this for fun because everyone in the world posts pictures on Instagram. To You've now built up an audience and got all enough attention where this is now a form of income for you and you make money, like a job. I feel like when the kids like, I want to be a YouTuber, they do, they do because they're, they're fans and they watch and to, to, to the kids like me and Obi, and they're heroes and they want to be like us. But they'll probably know very quickly that we do this for a job, so we get to make videos and have fun. Mm. And earn money. You don't, you know, you don't have yeah. to have a nine to five job. Um, that's what I feel the difference is. Would you? Yeah, so, yeah. I think what parents now should do. I mean, my my took my mum ages. I'm my best friend. Two of my friends who are like lawyers, doctors, they kept asking me what I did. They kind of um, didn't get it. And um, what a lot of parents now should do is okay, fine, still go to school still study um but say to them well, what what content do you what what's your plan what's the plan if you want to be an influencer just like you say to someone what's the plan if you want to be a lawyer what do you what steps are you going to take to get there they can't just say i want to be an influencer i don't know what now's would be like mine was i, I mean mine was a lot back in the day it was bad you know um constantly um it got to the point where i just didn't want to read comments when i post anything uh, because you see 10 good comments on one that will just annoy you and then yeah. you just it ruins your day because I'm one of those ones I'm like my mum so I'm a think I dwell on things if someone tells me oh your ears are too big I would dwell on that <laughs> yeah. so I have um, luckily now I'm, I'm in control of that but um, I've had to take steps so if I post something on YouTube I don't read comments before I go to bed I don't read comments when I wake up in the morning because you don't want to start your day or go to bed with negativity because you will get it. Mm. I think I also had to tell myself not everyone will like you. I think I stopped letting people have power over my how I feel. Mm. And that was the major thing. Um, I'm not sure what it's like with Niles um, in terms of negativity and you know, on social media. Yeah, I get it. Like Everyone experiences it. But what on that point with the, with the sort of the hating and the comments and people not liking you, oftentimes what I've learned is it's, it's a reflection of where that person is at in their life. So like I've, I've tried to treat it with empathy. If I'm getting 199 positive comments about my content, one geezer or girl that's calling me a horrible, horrible person and calling me names and saying that you are rubbish. And yeah. to, me, to me, it's clear that that person doing that is not in a good place. So I almost feel sorry for that person. Yeah, I mean, people make mistakes. You could be involved in controversy where you do make mistakes and you do things that offends people and 
you've got to constantly assess yourself. Um, but it's part of the job. I just going going back to that, not being able to see what behind the scenes because you've got a six year old yeah that wants to be a wants to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes stereotypical person like version of that is they're saying mum dad I want to be famous mm-hmm. I just I mean I do it myself I'm I, I could spend hours on Instagram and have no idea what I'm looking at at the very mm-hmm. end but I know I've spent hours how do you I mean unless you've got a time limit on your Instagram how do you stop yourself or from you know constantly comparing other fitness mm-hmm. trainers and you know other people in the fitness world content to yours mm-hmm. where oh, you <laughs> it was hard because I um, I used to be one of those that go, oh, don't compare yourself to other people. Mm, mm-hmm. I still I do it. I still do that now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have, um, and this is something I actually shared a post. I I said to people, if someone's post makes you feel a little bit insecure about yourself, maybe mute them for a while, just mm-hmm. so that you don't constantly feel like that. Okay, like going on what you just said then, it's key. Like you, do you think the turning point for you was when you were like, you did, you were doing it for yourself again. Like the real mm-hmm. reason before you picked up that phone or camera, you did it for yourself, your self-affirmation. It was the self-fulfillment. And if people got inspired by it and people watched that and people loved mm-hmm. that, then that was great, that's wicked. And do you think, my point now is, do you think the social media and the industry has changed yeah. And how do you think it, that It's changed massively in my field, especially uh, when, it's, when it comes to fitness. You're expected to do more than just fitness. So that's why you see um, a lot of people now do fitness with some fashion, um, the guys and the girls now. Um, or some people have started doing more entertainment with fitness because people want to see more than just your body. You need a personality. Um, your body is not a personality trait. Okay, so it's great having a nice body, but if you don't have a personality, how can anyone relate to you? Um, and that word influences. So I still get shocked when people come up to me and say hi to me. And sometimes on the tube, and I'm just, and you know, you, I'm, I'm in the tube and people, this, you know, grown adults will be like, oh, I follow you on Instagram, can I take a picture? And everyone in the tube is looking like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know, so it's honestly, uh, this is something that's only started to happen the last year. So um, it is, but it's more, they don't just say oh, you have a great body. It's more, oh, well, I've learned something from you and I love your videos. It's really funny. Yeah. Amazing. That's the purpose. Yeah, absolutely. There's too many people. I mean, look, we're all wearing, we're all abiding by the government's rules. We're all wearing gloves, mm. we're all wearing masks, but no one's really talking about how to build your immune system. No yeah. one's talking about how to keep healthy, what we should be doing. There's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of scaremonger tactics, really. Mm. But it'd be great to see a fitness person really going health the lever, you know, talking about how we do that, how we keep healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, food, again, like I said, food is the most important thing. If you look at a lot of countries with people who live to like 100 plus, it's always a diet. You know, you go to somewhere in um, Italy. I think there's a, there's a village in Italy where they live to 100 plus and the mm. diet is, I mean, it's not, they, they eat loads of carbs, but it's like olive oil, which isn't fried, you know, nuts, seeds, vegetables. Mm. A lot of our generation 
can't cook. You know, yeah. and it's just <laughs> yeah. I mean, this this I'm Nigerian, so like that is that would that was never going to be a factor because like Nigerians we love food too much, right? Yeah. Um, so I cooking was always number one, but a lot of my friends can't cook. Wow, well, so my flatmate was. Yeah, my flatmate was like, how do you boil rice without even, like, measuring and stuff? I was like, what? No, what? <laughs> well, this is so basic. Wow. Yeah, but what does your food look like? What does, how much vegetables, what different type of vegetables? Not the exactly. same. I used to do broccoli every day. Really? And that got pretty tired very, very quickly. <laughs> so it's a question of, like, what, what type of vegetables you eat? What, mm. what type of, um, in terms, I mean, some people are vegan, some are vegetarian, some people eat meat. But, you know, do you vary your type of uh, meat products? Mm. Things like that, you know, they're all factors that we all need to look into. There is eating for, you know, there's optimal eating. So if you're trying to get shredded, for example, of course, yeah, you're probably not eating much and you're sticking to mm. the same foods. I understand that. But if you're, if you're eating for life, um, if your food's not interesting, it's not going to happen. Because you're just going to get bored and you're going to go back to the burgers. Right. So yeah. I think a lot of people underestimate how much their diet plays into, like you said, the immune system um, and into uh, general well-being as well. You know, every diff- different type of vegetables have different benefits. Mm. So different types of grains, different types of legumes, you know, lentils, not just baked beans all the time. Yeah. England. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and toast. So it is, I think it's um nutrition. I was lucky, I was in that generation. We still had food tech as well in school. It was mm-hmm. just just I think it was the last year they started teaching that before, <laughs> you know, I had design and technology in school. That's wow. what I yeah. <laughs> so you know we used to, have to make stuff out of clay and wood yeah. and nowadays you don't have that anymore in school so i um i, I just feel like we you know teaching kids how to cook again is it, probably should be back in the curriculum mm. because a lot of people don't know how to yeah that's why bake off is so popular because people are like, how do you bake how do you bake all this how do they bake all these types? Yeah. it's not that hard just follow instructions i mean it is hard but you're not under time constraint like they are but yeah. it's things like that it's just learning there's instructions mm. but you know hopefully this this whole thing is I know everybody's baking banana bread at the moment but <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah that and lemon drizzle cake we had exactly yeah. the lemon drizzle cake you know about that lemon drizzle cake yeah. is a thing yeah <laughs> so I think I think one thing COVID's probably done is made a lot of people start thinking about how to prepare meals because mm. a lot of things were shut so, yeah. You can't get a baking tin anywhere. I just no. say that <laughs> so you literally cannot. It's ridiculous. The, there's a, the, in Clapham, all the flowers gone. Every single <laughs> yeah, every there's, single no flour shop. there's no flower. There's no flower. There's it's casting. Uh, finding sugar, like uh, yeah. icing sugar, was just you know I, I gave up. So I wanted to yeah. join the. I wanted to join the whole phase of oh yeah maybe I'll bake some banana bread. I gave up. I was just <laughs> nah, just eat a banana. Just eat. <laughs> Obi, Obi. Yes. <laughs> it's great to have you on the show. <laughs> it was a pleasure. I had fun. It was good. How does it feel, your first podcast? Yeah, it wasn't as bad. I always think that I'm not going to say much, but once you get me to talk about something I'm interested in, this is the introvert side of me. I just waffle on. 
Yeah, you were yeah, in. Like, yeah, <laughs> you have to like tell me to shut <laughs> up. <laughs> we'll have to do like an Obi Vincent part two. Yeah, I'll yeah. See. When I'm as famous as Niles, and it'd be like Obi Vincent <laughs> featuring Niles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should have been that way around anyway. <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, yeah, that will be awesome. My name is Obi Vincent, and you are listening to City Island Podcast. Cheers, bro. Peace out. So now more than ever, we need to be talking to one another, asking how our mental health is, you know, what strategies can we use to keep healthy? The theme this month um, is kindness. And there's been some amazing acts of kindness um, and coming together on social media, which I think we really need to continue. And I think this is the time where we really need to just support one another during this crisis. So Niall, fear, I suppose, anxiety, stress, I mean, there's the list of endless strain, you know, potential loneliness and isolation from, I suppose, social distancing mm-hmm. has a huge impact on all of us. I just from you, you know, being someone who's suffered with, um, with this mm-hmm. and with mental health, how have you got any tips for anyone out there right now and how to, how to deal with it? Yes, absolutely. I, I'm, it's a big old. The one thing is a big old journey for everyone. Everyone's going to. Mm. I think the first point is recognizing if you are feeling pain and and you feel you're getting into this bad cycle, just um, knowing that the, there is another option. And mm-hmm. like, like I said, I had real, real support that I know lots of people do not have. Um, in terms of the, the access to the doctors and the medical team that I do from being an athlete. However, I can just talk through some of the things that I did and sort of a recovery and some of the activities I engaged in, which I found really helped me, um, which hopefully can, can help someone listening if, if they're really struggling. The one thing is the best you can trying to remove the destructive behaviours that you know that are sending you down that bad cycle. So if you sat at lockdown and you're feeling really low and lonely and you know drinking alcohol is escaping you from those feelings, it's probably a good idea and and to try your best just to reduce that because they're basically mas- they're masking the feelings and, and you know that that, that cycle is, is sending you down a pathway that that's making you feel worse. So I, I certainly, from the start off, although it was so difficult, tried to just go, right, I'm going to stop drinking that. And it's going to be hard, but I'm just going to get from Friday to Sunday. Like the bin, the, the weekend binge drinking was probably the key one for me. So instead of thinking, right, I'm going to quit, I'm just going to go, it's Friday night. Can I maybe just accept that this weekend, why not? Let's just not have a drink and see how I get on. Um, and then the, that, that, that progress and those little baby steps, they started to create momentum. And, and you know what? On the Monday, I did feel a bit better. I didn't feel as anxious and and things like that. So the key the key thing is is then engaging yourself in some exercise. You know, how's your sleep? How's your, how's your nutrition? What are you putting in your body? Yeah. Um, and who are the people that you're speaking to? What are the conversations that you're having? Who, who are you around? What's the energy like? Um, certainly there'll be some people that lift you up and there'll be some people that make you feel worse and and you choose to choose you know to spend more time with those people that lift you up and another massive thing that helped me um, was meditation mindfulness the feelings of anxiety essentially what I've learned is 
you know, kind of worry yeah. about things that have happened or what you look is going to happen. So you're living in the past or the future. Um, so in doing that, you're certainly not present in this moment right now. And that's essentially what meditation is. It's just um, the practice, practicing trying to be present. You know, so so feeling your bum, the weight of your bum on this chair right now, like hearing the noises, like there's a little bit of noise coming out of this laptop. Can you just bring everything right now to this moment? Um, and then essentially in the present moment, there's nothing to worry about. Like I've got a great life. I'm, I'm, I'm in my wonderful apartment and we're chatting on a podcast and things are great. I'm, I'm healthy, I'm alive. I know we can't do this right now, but just go to the gym or like just get in the garden and do some press-ups. Even if you, you do two press-ups and then you scroll TikTok for four hours after that, at least you did something. Like you did one thing that was different to the, the pattern that you were in, that you're in right now, because I know what that feels like. And, uh, and I guess just keep the light on. You know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel might be very dim, um, but I promise it gets brighter and you, you, you can choose a different path and, and, and things will be okay. Mm. That's great. That's some amazing tips. Yeah. Cool. Niall, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I've learned so much from you. We all have learned a great deal from you and some amazing tips, you know, re mental health. And I just hope that whoever's listening is able to take, you know, your all of your really valid points away with them and, and implement it. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys. Thanks, Keisha. Don Sisty, Bobby, he's not here, but it's been an absolute pleasure and I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Niall. It's a pleasure having you. My name is Niall Wilson and this is my City Island podcast. Guys, that is it. That is the end of episode three of the City Island podcast. Dante, Stephen, as always, pleasure. Niall, it was amazing. Obi, it was amazing. We will catch you next week.